Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast, where you get real and practical advice on how to go from wearing boots to wearing a suit. We've got you covered on advice from writing resumes to killing it in an interview. Be sure to check out this podcast and more at transitionvetcoach.com. And now your host, former Navy Lieutenant Pat Bergstresser. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. This is your host, Pat Bergstresser. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode. In case you're listening for the first time, this is a podcast where we give actionable advice related to your transition from active duty into the civilian workforce. So if you've been following along, we're currently in the middle of the LinkedIn series, and we've broken the LinkedIn series into two phases. The first phase is getting your profile set up. If you're getting your profile, if if you're trying to message people and your profile isn't set up, they have no incentive to reply to you because they don't know who you are. So you've got to make sure you've got a good profile built out with all of your experience, a picture, the about section. We went through all of it. So if you haven't checked that out, go back and listen. Now we're in the networking piece where we're actually going to take advantage of LinkedIn. LinkedIn is hands down your number one leverage point when you're trying to figure out what you want to do, what companies are good options, and finding the right contacts that are going to get you into the position and the career that you're looking to find. If you're blindly applying online, you're wasting a tremendous amount of time, and you're not going about it smartly. You're working hard. You're not working smart. Networking on LinkedIn takes a lot of hard work, but it is absolutely the smart choice. Networking in general is how things get done. And so in this episode and in this current series we're in, we are going to cover how to actually leverage LinkedIn to find the right people who are going to help you get into the position in the career that you're looking for. So in the last episode, we covered search, how to leverage the search function in LinkedIn. We covered getting a premium account so that you can message a lot more people. I don't think you can message anyone blindly without a premium account. It's free for veterans. Just Google it. You'll find it. And we talked about setting up a tracker when you actually figure out your targets, the people that you actually want to message. So now that you've presumably done that, you've got your premium account, which lets you message quite a bit of people. It's not unlimited, but it lets you message a a lot of people without being connected with them. Presuming you've got all that set up, we're going to get into how to actually send the message. And, and at the outset, I want to say the goal is not to have a long message and conversation with people on LinkedIn. The goal is to get them on the phone as quickly as possible. They need to meet you so that they can see you're an awesome person, and, they, and, and that'll incentivize them to want to help you. But you got to get them on the phone first, and the way to do that is as quickly and as professionally uh, as you can so that they can actually meet you rather than talk to you over chat. So the first thing is you got to set a goal. If you just go on LinkedIn and you just start messaging a bunch of people, which is what I did, I quickly, quickly overwhelmed myself. I messaged probably 50 people in one week, um, and certainly not everyone responded. Average response rate for me was probably 30 or 40%, but you can imagine that's a lot of replies, and every single phone call, we're going to talk about this, you got to be prepared for it. It's not just a BS phone call where you're just going to yuck it up with some veteran buddy. Like This person is meeting you for the first time, you got to make a good impression, and in some ways, it's somewhat of an interview. And I overwhelmed myself quickly. So what you want to do is, and what I recommend and what I started doing after that is just set a goal. How many people do you want to message a week? Now, when you first start, you're going to probably message on the high end, but then as you start getting responses, you'll figure out how much your, uh, what your response rate is. Mine was 30 to 40%. Yours might be higher or lower. But as you start to get responses in, you'll realize it's a lot of work to prep for these calls, to take notes, to be meticulous and methodical about it. And so set a goal. 
I would recommend starting with 10 messages a week. Just start there, get your feet wet. It's kind of weird to cold message people and get them on the phone. It's kind of awkward at first. Believe me, it's not awkward for the person you're messaging. It's just awkward for you because you've never done it. One thing to say up front, be prepared for rejection. In the digital space, people don't take the time to reply. They just ghost you. So don't take it Don't take it as offense. Maybe they don't log in. Maybe it's just not their thing. If you met them in person, they might be super friendly and helpful. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, they're not replying. Don't take it personally. But again, my response rate was 30 to 40%. Yours might be better or worse than that. Uh, but just keep that in mind that people are not going to reply. Now, for the people who don't reply, if they feel like a really good contact and it's someone that has a well-filled out profile, for some reason they're not replying, feel free to follow up. But only follow up one time. One week after you message them initially, feel free to follow up one time. If they don't reply after that, it's not worth it. Um, obviously you can do whatever you want, but that's my recommendation. Now, when you message these people, like I said earlier, the goal is not to have an endless conversation with them. The goal is to get them on the phone as quickly as humanly possible. They are busy. So you want to make it as easy as possible to get them on the phone. Keep the replies short and sweet. You need to put all the work into the messaging to make the messaging back and forth as minimal as possible and to make it easy for their responses. So what we're going to do is walk through an actual messaging format that I recommend uh, so that you can follow this structure. It worked for me. It'll work for you. The message needs to fit on the phone screen. So think about when you receive a message on LinkedIn and you read it on your phone. You don't want the message to be any longer than the screen itself. You don't want them to have to scroll. You want That's your goal. So that's about three to five sentences. This is the structure. Hey, first name, or hello, first name. Use their first name. It's a much more personal introduction. Don't just say, hey, hello, what's up? Say, hey, first name. And in the private industry, it's all first names. No Mr., no Mrs., no Miss, none of that. Um, no sirs, no ma'ams. It's just, hey, first name, hello, first name. The first sentence is something about how you're a transitioning veteran, you're separating or retiring after X number of years doing X particular job. Second sentence is, I found your profile because you're working at company A or working in role XYZ, uh, and that's something that I'm looking into and looking to learn more about. Sentence three is, would love to learn more about your company or the role and just get your advice about the transition as well. Remember, keep in mind this person has transitioned themselves. They're also a veteran. And then lastly is, would you be free for a quick phone chat in the next few weeks? And just leave it at that. This enables them to just reply, yeah, sure. Or, hey, Johnny, happy to chat. Once you get that confirmation, the next step is going to be setting up the phone call. So again, make it really quick and easy. I don't recommend trying to get into scheduling in the first message because then it looks like you're presuming they're going to talk to you. You don't want to come off as, as too anxious, as too over the top. So just get them to say yes or no initially. Once they respond and say yes, then you can start setting up the phone call. But again, we're going to set it up really quickly here. So what you first want to do is send them three to five time windows over the next two to three weeks that work for you. These people are busy. Don't assume that they're going to drop everything to talk to you the next day or later that week. You need to give them two to three weeks notice. Things in corporate America just move slowly. Uh, It's just the way it is. And that's why, again, through every single episode, I've talked about starting your transition early because it takes time. but, But if you invest early, the work that you put in will pay off. 
So three to five time windows. Now, these time windows shouldn't be 30 minutes because you're not giving them a lot of flexibility. Give them two to three hour time windows over the next two to three weeks that work for you. Now, these time windows should be during working hours. Always presume within nine to five. Never presume that they're going to talk to you before or after work. They might come back to you and say, hey, I prefer to do these calls after hours. Would that work for you? And if they say that, that's totally fine. But you don't want to presume that they're going to use non-working hours to talk to you. Some people prefer that, some don't. But generally, people are looking to talk to you during working hours. They'll take 30 minutes out of their working day to talk to you, and, and that's where you should start. Once you send them those time windows, in the email, you just want to say, hey, here's some time windows that work for me. Would any of these work for you? Please let me know a 30-minute spot that works on your schedule best. If none of these work, let me know. That way, all they have to reply is say, hey, this date at this time, I'm good. That's all they have to say. You want to make it as easy as possible. And in that follow-up message, also ask for their email address. Once they give you the time and the email address, you're completely done. You don't need to message them anymore because now you've got the time that works for them and their email address, and now it's on you to just schedule it. One thing I want to say about all of this is do not create a Calendly account and then send them your Calendly link and ask them to sign up for a time. That may be logistically easy, but in my opinion, it comes off really arrogant uh, that you know, they're scheduling on your calendar. You don't want to come off that way. You want to come off in a, it, it, logistically it is easy because they just have to click and sign up and it just sets everything up. But to me, it's just a little bit smug. Like you're getting on my calendar. No, you need to fit in their calendar at, and you want to make it as easy as possible. And so this is the way I recommend going about it. This is how I deal with veterans and, and the way I went through it when I was doing this myself. So once you send them your time windows and ask for their email address, they're going to reply with whatever time works for them and their email address. Now, when you schedule it, do not do the phone number thing. In corporate America, vast majority of people are not doing phone number games. They don't need your phone number. You're going to send them a calendar invite, whether it's through Google Calendar, Outlook, Hotmail, whatever you have. You're going to create a calendar invite for the 30-minute time window that they'd agreed upon. And you're going to put a Google Meet, a Zoom, any sort of video conferencing link in there. And everyone in corporate America uses one of these at work, particularly since COVID. And in that conferencing, there is always a dial-in option. These people know that. You don't need to tell them that they're free to dial in from their phone. They know that. They probably know it better than you do. But the benefit of doing the Zoom or Google Meet link is not only that they can call in if they want, if they're on the road or they're out and about, but also you can meet them through video and video is always better. In person is best, but for an initial meet and greet, it's just not logistically feasible. It's a lot of effort on their part to meet you in person. But meeting them face-to-face, seeing their phone, seeing them through the video is just going to give you a better connection, and it gives you a better opportunity to show that you're, worth, you're someone worth them investing their time in. You can show you're excited. You can show you're you know, a hard worker. You can show you're really going about this the right way and being as professional as possible. And so getting them on a video is a great way. Now, one thing they may come back and say is, hey, actually, my company has a different software. I'm going to send you an invite with that. Like maybe you send them a Google Meet link and they prefer to use Zoom because that's what their company uses and that's the computer they'll be on. That's fine. Like if they want to do something else, feel free to let them do that. But always put all the work on yourself to get this thing scheduled. Make it as easy as possible. They are giving up their free time to help a stranger. 
Okay, keep that in mind. You are a stranger to them. The only reason they're even replying to your LinkedIn message is because you're a veteran. That is it. And I've talked about this on previous episodes. In a lot of ways, being a veteran is an advantage because you've got a unique population out there that is absolutely willing to help you and has been through this troubling process just like you're going through right now. And they can 100% relate to what you're doing. And they know that they're not going to get anything personally out of helping you other than just that way of, of giving back to the community that they came from. So once you get that thing set up, you, you get them locked in, you send that calendar invite, you send one last message and you say, Hey, Johnny, just sent you an invite for this date at this time, looking forward to speaking with you soon. And that message is sent back on LinkedIn, just closing the loop. Now, typically when there's a calendar invite, you will get a confirmation email when they've accepted the invite. If they haven't accepted the invite, 48 hours prior to that meeting, follow up and say, hey, Johnny, excited for our conversation at this time on this date. Just want to confirm we're still good. That way, they might not actually accept calendar invites. It sounds weird, but I know people at work who don't do that. That way, you at least get a confirmation that they're aware of the meeting and maybe they just didn't accept it. Don't point out that they didn't accept it because that's weird, but just follow up two days before, 48 hours before, and just confirm. And you want to do two days because one day isn't quite enough time to reply. They might get a lot of emails. A lot of companies primarily operate off of emails and they might not see your email. So give them two days just so there's an extra 48 or an extra 24 hours in there to see your email and to say, hey, yeah, we're still good. If they don't reply, you can follow up one more time if you want, you know, just kind of feel out the situation. But if they aren't replying, you might show up to that Zoom and they might not be there. And that happens. I, I, ta- I work with a lot of veterans. Someone was talking to me about this a couple weeks ago where they had set up a phone call with someone and they didn't show up. Then a couple weeks later, they ended up circling back with him, got on the phone, and the person turned out to be a really awesome person. And they didn't bring up why they didn't meet the first time, but nonetheless, they ended up being really helpful and it was a good conversation. But just remember that you're at the beck and call of these people. They are going out of their, time, out of their way and, and making time out of their schedule to work with you. So you need to make it as easy as possible, but it's always appropriate to be professional and follow up and make sure that things are locked in. And at that point, you're set up for your phone call. So in the next episode, we'll talk about how to actually go about that phone call, make sure it's as productive as possible, make sure it's as as efficient as possible, and how to set yourself up to build a good relationship with this person that literally five minutes ago, you didn't even know. So again, when the, the key takeaway here is two messages back and forth. That's it. You send the initial intro, they respond, you give them time slots, they give you a time slot and an email back. That's it. From there, you set up the the invite, you follow up with them if you need to, and then you get on that call and you crush it. So next time we'll talk about that. I end every episode with the same quote from Winston Churchill that I think is perfectly applicable to the transition. It is success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. And I bring it up all the time because there's plenty of failures and, and uh, you know setbacks in this transition. This process, you're going to have a lot of people who will ghost you and won't reply, but you're also going to meet a lot of really, really great people who will go way out of their way to help you. And I've got plenty of anecdotes that I've put through the episodes, uh, all the previous episodes about random people that I've never even met in person, but went way out of their way to help me. And they're going to do the same for you. So as always, if you have any questions, feel free to hit me up. Patrick.Bergstresser at gmail.com is my email. I don't have the the transition uh, or the uh, 
the vet coach uh, email address anymore. It's just my personal email address. So just message me there. It's just easier than, than the other email address. So patrick.bergstress at gmail.com. That's it for this time. And we'll talk to you guys next time. You've been listening to the Vet Coach Transition Tips Podcast. For more transition tips and content, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and check out transitionvetcoach.com. Thanks so much for your service and all you do. As always, if you have any questions, email Pat directly at pat at transitionvetcoach.com.